What up, y'all? So coming from NYC, I do not do trucker hats or any baseball caps with curved brims. So as I check out all this hunting swag available online, I realize, yo, I'm the odd man out. Come on, y'all. Is it too much to ask for a flat brim snapback? I guess this is an urban bow hunter problem, huh? Okay, time to shout out some of my partners. First up, the Onyx Hunt app. It's the most intelligent and accurate GPS mapping tool for hunters. I've said it before and I'll say it again. The Onyx Hunt app has been instrumental in all of my scouting. From e-scouting at home to using the app on my iPhone, the Onyx Hunt app lets me know where I'm at. And guess what? No signal, no problem. The Onyx Hunt app lets you download maps that you can use once you're out in the field. So visit onyxmaps.com and sign up or download the Onyx Hunt app to your Apple or Android device today. Next up, Nor'easter Game Calls. Mark is the artiste behind the custom masterpieces that he puts out on the regular. He cranks out custom duck calls, goose calls, elk and grunt calls. Whatever you need to get them in close, Nor'easter Game Calls has the tools to help you. You know what? As a matter of fact, check out Mark's Instagram account, at Nor'easter Game Calls, and you can actually see what he's working on. Just the other day, he posted a pic of some colorful pieces of wood, and I'm pretty sure before the end, the end of this week, you'll actually see some examples of Mark's custom calls. To order your custom call, visit www.noreastergamecalls.com. That's www.nor-eastergamecalls.com. Don't worry, I'll wait. Okay, so check this out. A little over two weeks ago, an Oregon bow hunter was killed when he was gored in the neck by an elk he shot just the day before. Apparently, the hunter, Mark David, had been bow hunting on private property when he successfully shot an elk. Now, he wasn't able to find the animal before dark, so he returned the next day with the property owner. Upon finding the wounded elk, Mr. David attempted to get another shot off, but it charged and gored him in the neck with its antlers. My thoughts and prayers go out to Mr. David's family. Please, y'all. Be as careful and as safe as possible when you're out in those woods. Now, in other hunting news, the New York State DEC is proposing a potential future holiday deer hunt for New York's Southern Zone. As I mentioned in a previous episode, New York is split up into a Northern and Southern Zone, and the proposal would only affect the Southern Zone and would look to add an additional seven days of late season hunting with bows and muzzle loaders. So keep your fingers <laughs> keep your fingers crossed for us here in the empire state all right and a quick shout out to mike salter for passing that news on to me and lastly also with new york state's dec uh they've reported record sales for big game hunting and trapping licenses um day one sales which basically started september 1st were nearly triple that of sales from 2019 more than double the second day and then nearly double for the entire uh, first two weeks I guess that means there's going to be a lot more folks out in the woods this year. Welcome y'all to episode 39 of When the Hunt Calls. I'm your host Cliff Cadet. If it is your first time ever listening to this podcast, I appreciate you tuning in. If you are a regular listener, I appreciate you just a little bit more. Now I've got some great guests for you this episode. Actually, I've got two brothers-in-law or, or is it brother-in-laws? Either way, I've got two brothers, Randy Kirk and Christopher Beltran. Randy is a NYPD detective and an avid bow hunter from Westchester. He's also someone I've been following on Instagram for a minute now where he's all about promoting bow hunting in a positive light. Now, a true testament to Randy's character is that when I invited him to be on the podcast, the first thing he asked is if he could bring his brother-in-law Chris with him. Because uh, basically, this fall is going to be Chris's first time hunting so sit back relax and listen in as i chop it up with randy kirk and chris beltran all right ladies and gentlemen on the line with me i am very very lucky to have randy kirk and christopher beltran gentlemen thank you for being on when the hunt calls man our pleasure our pleasure thank you thank you for having us all right so um i wanted to have both of y'all on um well actually 
I, I, not to take any away from you, anything away from you, Chris, but um, to start with Randy, um, just so my my listeners know, um, Randy's somebody I've been following for uh, a little bit now, and is always pushing New York bow hunting, um, the organization, and just hunting in our state and around our city like heavy. And um and in your content, yet specifically your Instagram content, what I love is not only you doing that, but you're showing um your love of bow hunting and how you're passing it on to your son, I believe, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. And so now, um, what's a huge testament to you as a hunter and as basically just a human being was when I invited you to come onto this podcast, the first thing you said was that's dope, but can I bring my brother in law? It's his first time going out hunting onto the show with me and i was like hell yeah so i've got the mentor and the mentee you know on the podcast <laughs> at the same time so um so thank you so um absolutely our pleasure so so randy let me let me start out with you man um so you're from westchester right well no i was i'm actually from sullivan county i grew oh, up, was that? up in, up in the, about two hours north of here well for 17 okay up in the woods complete woods so um, I grew up kind of bow hunting and hunting with my grandfather. Um, it was a family affair, always, always a family affair. My grandfather would come wake me up, get me out of bed, pull me out in the woods, even on school days. So as time went on, I ended up moving down to the city. I lived in the Bronx where I ended up meeting Chris and his family, um, became a cop, uh, ended up you know, getting promoted to detective. And one of the main things that triggered it was the birth of my son. When my son was born, I knew I had to go back to that lifestyle the way I was raised. And I had to give my son the same things that I had when I was a kid. And that's kind of what has reignited the whole thing in me. And to bring more hunters and to bring new hunters and, you know, just fresh faces into into the sport. And, you know, the more we can get, you know, the, the better. That's the way hunting works is, you know, we're a dying breed, really. We need to get as many people interested in this sport as we can. That's what's up. That's what's up. And I got to say thank you to you because you just mentioned that you're a detective with the NYPD. Yes, sir. Listen, man, With <laughs> I know there's a lot of shit going on in our city right now. <laughs> a lot of cra- it's a lot of craziness. But understand, yo, a lot, maybe not everybody, but a lot of the city, including myself, including my family, back y'all. All yeah, right. We so that. we know that. Definitely. All right. All right. Thank so, you. thank you. Nah, no doubt, bro. So now let me jump over to Chris. Chris, so you are now you are going to be bow hunting deer for the very first time. How did that come into play? To be honest, you know, I, I lived in the Bronx my whole life. I just moved up here to Westchester, you know, maybe a couple of months ago. It's a whole new environment, different lifestyle. But you know, Randy, he came into the family. You know, introduced us to the outdoors take us on trips and you know you always have that you know that itch that weird sensation like that curiosity of you know how is this kind of lifestyle so when i you know i started moving up here and uh, he took us on trips you know he's i saw his equipment you know i always got so interested it looked you know so interesting to see all this equipment all this gear you know all this camo everywhere it was like you know it was it was look fun and i you know i told him one day you know he told me listen you want to try it you want to you know show me some videos and i you know i got into it and i said let me try it let me figure it out and Little by little, you know, start shooting. He started, you know, helping me out, picking out stuff, you know, trying to keep it very nice and a good budget, you know, showing me that I don't got to spend, you know, thousands of dollars to, to go out there and hunt. Facts. <laughs> and uh, I got very lucky with him. He mentored me from the beginning. He said, you know what, you know, come here. I'll show you everything. He showed me everything from square one. He really gave me the in and out of everything. Um, and I got so intrigued, you know, I started shooting and it just became something natural. And, you know, he used to, you know, always show me, you know, stances and how to shoot and distance. And, uh, he always motivated and it just became so addictive. Now at this point, it's like, you know, every night I'm shooting out, just trying to practice as much, you know, whatever time I got left. Um, it came out of nowhere, to be honest. It's something that just picked up so quick. Nice. Can I ask Chris, what do you do for a living? Um, I'm a jewelry seller. So I manage a jewelry company in the city. Oh, all right. Yeah, I'm gonna come. See, I'm gonna come see you for that new chain then. Yeah, he's <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got a, I've got like a, a a friend of the family that works in the diamond district as well. Um, you know, puts out some ill chains. But 
that's that's, <laughs> that's not what we talk about right now. Yeah, we can't get right. into that. Like, yeah, exactly. That's that's a whole other conversation. That's another conversation. But yeah, exactly. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so Chris, let me ask you. Um, so how long ago did you take like your hunter safety class, your bow hunter safety class, all that? Oh, just a few months ago. Also, we just started that. Also, a few months ago. So recently. All right. Did you do it in person or online? Online. I did do it online. It was very easy, very straightforward. It's actually highly recommended. I mean, it, much more than I expected. It was very easy. You know, I got a lot of pointers there. They give you a lot of visuals. It's very nice to take. It's simple. I mean, uh, everybody should do it. It's something that's simple, simple, very simple. Nice. That's that's what I heard. You're the first person I've really spoken to about it. But the buzz on social media is that the online honor safety is a lot easier but a lot more in-depth than the in-person um, classes were. Because I took mine last year. Damn, I took my hunter safety out at FDR State Park. It was outdoors. And um, and then I took my bow hunter safety at a archery range here in Queens. Um, but from what I'm hearing, though, is like the what you did online is a lot more in-depth. Uh, a lot more detailed and still and even so a lot a lot simpler so a good overall um i mean your feedback is is just that you had a good experience with that yeah it's a good experience it's you know they, they get so detailed in there and you know they give it very easy to sign up very simple you know you can stop continue you know where you left off and then they have questions in between and it, it really gets you intrigued it's not you know boring you feel like you're actually learning stuff while you're taking it i'll tell you what too cliff i was helping my wife take hers and I was like, oh, relax, we got this. We'll just go to the answers. We'll click through. <laughs> and I kept failing. I kept failing. I had to go back. Oh, and <laughs> see, that's what you get. That's what you get. <laughs> trying to trying to skip everything. But oh, hold on. So your wife is is going hunting this year too? Um, no, because she's pregnant with our second child right now, so she's gonna miss the whole oh, season. Oh, congrats, but, congrats. Thank, thank you, thank you. All right, I've got I've got a little family myself, so and uh, it's. Slowly but surely, uh, things are building up to where, you know, my wife has, you know, gotten a little bit interested, my yeah. daughter, but they're more interested in shooting archery. They kind of have no desire to, yeah. to hunt. But um, my little man has been asking questions. He's eight. So, you know, and then my nephew, who's 12, who yeah. lives out in um, Albany, in Schenectady, he was asking if I could take him hunting. So I'm going to yeah. see how I could pull that off. Yo, take him on a turkey hunt. They'll be hooked forever. That's what I'm thinking. I think yeah. it's too soon to try to do do this, like do anything this fall. And yeah. I figure spring spring turkey hunting yep. would be dope because the weather would be nicer and it's a lot more interactive, you know, between yeah. the calling and everything. Yeah. My wife but, was um, hooked. I took her once on a turkey hunt. She had a blast. That's what's up. That's what's up. All right. So um Randy, I'm gonna throw it over to you. Yep. So you you growing up out there in that lifestyle, um, tell me about like your most memorable hunt. Like what's what's one hunt? Whether it's <laughs> your biggest doe, your biggest buck, like nah, what's, I'll tell you, to me, my, my most memorable hunt, I'll never forget it. So, um, my dad wasn't around; it was just me and my mom. And my grandfather and my grandmother lived next door, so I was like their kid. I was like the grandparents' kid. And my grandfather, he was into. Um, I mean, he had his own taxidermy business. He hunted. He worked like two jobs. Um, just very, he was the outdoors man, you know, like that, if you read about the history of hunting, the, uh, the soldiers that came home from world war two and then went to the woods. And I mean, that was him. Like he loved every part of hunting and he used to drag me out of bed, wake me up early, drag me out. We'd go out. He was involved with, uh, the national, um, the wildlife Turkey foundation. And he was he got big into it. And uh, one year he wakes me up to go turkey hunting. And I swear, Cliff, we fell asleep more than we hunted anything ever. <laughs> we, we fell asleep in front of every tree we could find. So one day, naturally, we're sitting next to each other under the tree. Both of us passed out. And I hear my grandfather's hitting me with his elbow. He's like, come on, get up. Something's coming. Something's coming. And we're getting like, what are you talking about? So we get up. And the bush starts rattle, you know, like moving right in front of us. And we're like, oh, man, something is coming. We better wake up. And sure enough, a deer runs through and we're looking for turkey. And we're just like, ah, go back to sleep. And, <laughs> you know, I, it, it's those moments in hunting 
that really do it for me with the family more than any um, any kill, any buck, any doe, um, anything like that. Because um, it was the time I mean, he died shortly after that. And uh, it was that time that I got to spend with him in the woods. That just always brings me back to hunting, man. I could go out. I, I don't care if I don't see anything, if I don't shoot anything, as long as I'm out there in the woods. That's what it's about. So little stories like that, the family, bringing them out, you know, getting people involved. If if you go hunting with me, if Chris is hunting with me, whoever's out there, you're family. You're in the woods with family. It's a it's a family day. And that's uh that's the real stress of it mm-hmm. to me. That's that's what what hunting's all about. No, that's that's what's up. And I and I I totally agree with that sentiment because it's kind of like um my mentor, all right, uh, I, I don't know if you know him or if at least familiar with him on Instagram, Anthony Bamback, right? So it's, I feel like, I, and I've said it before with some other people, like with the way society is right now, like me and Anthony aren't even supposed to like know each other or like each other for that matter. You know what I'm saying? He's, yeah. he's, he's a rookie cop in White Plains. He's younger than me, 29 years old. He's from the suburbs. I'm, I'm and, and he's white. I'm a black middle-aged dude from Queens. It's like we're not, yo. If if I were to tell somebody, you know, on the block, you're like, yo, I'm hunting. Out, I'm gonna go hunting with this white dude from Westchester. You're gonna look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But but the thing is, when Anthony and I get out there, it's it's a mentor mentee relationship. Like he's teaching me and I'm listening. Um, and then the fact that we're out in the woods, like I remember, uh, we went out May second, second day of the turkey season. He took me out, and yo. Uh, we bonded on our faith. We said a prayer before we even headed into the woods. Well, I got my first uh, turkey kill, my first bow kill, period. We said a prayer over the turkey um, when I took it down. You know what I'm saying? So it's like all that other shit, all that other crap goes out the window. Oh, and like yeah. you said, yeah, everybody becomes family. And that's what's up. So I totally appreciate you bringing up that sentiment. Yeah. Um. So, Chris, let me let me ask you, what are what are you looking forward to when you head out into the field? You know, to be honest, to tack on back to the family thing, man, it's just, you know, to spend more time with my brother-in-law and learn something new. Um, hunting is something from what I feel just from practicing, you know, it zones you out. You go into a different area when you, you're aiming and shooting. Your mind is more calm when you shoot. Everything just feels more relaxed. You just, you're out of your zone, you know, that New York City life, you know, being, at, you know, in the city, always moving quick. You know, you, you're able to leave that environment and spend time with your family, you know, you, it's, I'm, I want to, I already feel it now. I can only imagine how it feels when I actually go out there and catch something or just be yeah. hanging out with him and just having funny moments together and, and, you know, being out there indoors, you know, buying all the gear and putting it all together and putting all the bow, you know, it just, it's a cool feeling. It's just a cool feeling. It feels very cool to have all the gear and have all the stuff and all the practice you put in. And at the same time, it's something I'll share with my family for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I, I see it when we practice together, you know, with my nephew also. It's amazing. I mean, there's no, nothing better feeling than that. Yeah, also, That's too, the great saying. part is my, my son is going to be growing up with him in a new sport for both of them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So as he grows up, he's going to be yeah. right there with them. It's just, you know, that bond is going to be extra for them. That's what's up. They'll be leaving the old man at home and going hunting with Tommy. <laughs> be like, yo, your pops wants to sleep, so we're going to leave. I see you. <laughs> uh, so let me ask, I guess without giving like any uh, big details, what areas are you guys hunting? Well, I'm going to take them up to, uh, I'm going to take them up to my mom's this year. Um, just because okay. I got hurt, I got the surgery going on. So I was a lot more limited in, I like to do a lot of public land. Mm-hmm. But the, to get out and scout this year is going to be over for me. I can't even really leave the house for the next couple months. So, Dang. yeah. All right. Um, let's so let's, let's go. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was saying, I'm just going to take them up. I got a tree stand set up um, not too far back from, you know, my mom's property. And um, that's an area that I know well. And I'll try to get him in there and try to, you know, get him successful this year. Uh, is that further up north than Westchester or? Yeah, it's uh, actually it's more west. It's uh, just on the edge of Orange County, uh, past okay. Middletown, New York. Got yeah. it. Got it. No doubt. Now, um, you have posted on Instagram just the other day, I think over the weekend. So you suffered, a, a, you know, some kind of injury that's keeping you from hunting this fall. Can I ask you about that? 
Um, yeah, sure. I got um, back in March. Um, I got hurt in the uh, work related incident trying to uh, apprehend somebody and oh, uh, I ended up slipping a disc in, in my uh, in my neck and the disc is rubbing on the spinal cord. Long story short, they went in. Finally, nothing worked. My arm was numb. My hand was numb. They went in and they removed the disc and they fused the, uh, the spinal cord together at that location. Dang, bro. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough in the streets, tough. man. Yeah, no. <laughs> Dude, so you don't even know. I like I don't know if y'all know, but I'm I'm a delivery driver for UPS. And um I'm so grateful for the route that I'm on now because it's way less stress because I used to have dudes testing me from like from other routes I used to be on, straight hood, be like, yo, who's that package for? And I used to be like, not you. <laughs> See? Yeah. And then on top of that, uh, late last year, um, a buddy of mine, a fellow driver, got shot on his route. Jesus. Got shot in the gut, but luckily it was a, it was, yeah, that, he's good. He, thank God, he's good. It was a, it was a twenty-two, mm -hmm. so it, it was lodged in his intestine. They were able to get it out and whatnot, so he's good to go. Thank God. But um, so yeah, so we him if you told him, bro, it's crazy. No, nah, exactly, exactly. Yeah. But um. All right, so Chris, are you nervous knowing that you you might be out there out on your own a little bit? You know, Randy's not gonna be. I mean, are you gonna be up in the stand with him, Randy? Or we'll see, we'll see. Maybe I want to get out there myself just because <laughs> I want to be out there too. That's what I'm saying. But, like you might have to so you might have to switch it from a from a stand to a ground blind. Yeah, way, you know, get a big old ground blind. Both y'all can sit in and whatnot. Yeah. Nah, but that's dope. That's dope. Yeah. So. What, what, um, Chris, I'm going to ask, um, since you're, you know, the, the guy learning whatnot, what's probably been the most interesting thing you've learned so far in, in this sport that you didn't know before? Yeah, I thought, you know, I thought it was, uh, honestly, I can say form mm -hmm. being in shooting the, the, of keeping that form and keeping, um, and gradually learning, you, you know, your strength, you know, I had a, throughout time you know increase my strength that you know they had to tighten up the bow more and i you know gradually i started getting stronger and stronger but at the end i started noticing that it was all form for me at least mm -hmm. i noticed that once i started controlling my breathing and everything i was getting my aim much better getting my arrows together closer and closer um that was probably the 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 toughest part for me to get used to at least but you know once once i got confident you know, and I got used to it and the discipline of just training, uh, you know, it just came naturally, I guess. It just came very natural. And, then, you know, once I started having fun with it, it became, you know, like anything else, it became very easy, more easier to shoot. You know, obviously, we're still going to go out and practice, all, you know, other places to get a lot farther distances to practice a bit more. Um, but I can say only for me, it was really form. And I was able to, you know, with Randy's help here to really, you know, narrow that down and been able to, to, to master my form, at least for now. All right. So let me let me ask. I want to get into. I, I guess get a little technical and find out what bows are you guys shooting? Oh, uh, PSCs. PSCs. Yeah, oh, both of y'all. Oh, so yeah, yeah, yeah. I see what it. I see what huh? it is, Randy. You had a PSC, so you told him he has to go out and get a PSC <laughs> yeah. too, huh? Yep. Yes, sir. <laughs> oh, which which models are you shooting? He's got the ramped uh, 2018 ramped. I have an old 2012 uh, Brood X. All right. So see anything. Anything before 20, I, I bought my bow in 2017, yeah. but I didn't really shoot it consistently. It wasn't until 2019 I really started paying attention to like bow models. So anything before 2019, I'm like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know what they are or anything like that. Um, yeah, any, particular re any particular reason you shoot a PSC? Is that just something you like? You've always been shooting? Yeah, when I was um when I was a kid, um I started I started off I learned on a compound bow. Um I mean we're talking, man, I must have been like ten or twelve years old. Um I was fortunate enough that my mom, one of the one of the part-time gigs that she had picked up was working at an archery range to make some money in the evening. Um and she became a really good shooter and the range that she was working at, they sold back then high countries and uh pse and hoyt um and uh pse was just something i was familiar with when i was a kid because what what i ended up doing was i ended up putting down the compound bow and i became like a real traditional nut i was shooting longbow with wooden arrows for years and didn't even want to touch a compound 
Um, so when I came back to the sport, I was like, I'm getting a compound. I don't know, I don't know how much time I got to <laughs> practice if it does longbow. So I went, I picked up a PSE from a buddy, and uh, I've had it ever since, and it's been good to me. See, that's all that matters. I feel you. Yeah. And um, Chris, how you liking your your joint, your rig? Yeah, I love it, man. It's it's fucking. It's all gigged. It's all tricked out. Got nice colors <laughs> going on it. It looks just. It looks amazing, man. It's you know, it's something. It's different. You know, you 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 know, you grow up in the Bronx. At least I grew up in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. You know, you're playing football outside in the street. You go to public school. You're hanging out with your friends. You ain't thinking about hunting or uh, all this stuff in the city. You never see this kind of stuff. Yeah, around. he's being humble too, Cliff. Man, he can shoot. The kid can shoot. Oh, I was I believe surprised. <laughs> Yo, I, I couldn't believe, believe it. He picked it up. He's grouping right away. I'm like, <laughs> no, but you know what? You can't, you can't sleep on a city kid, son. Because <laughs> that's what it is. Like, all right, yo, uh, uh, maybe about a month ago, probably less, I posted a meme of Kevin Hart. I'd be like, the face you make when people tell you black people don't hunt. But the thing is, <laughs> telling me be like, black people don't shoot bulls, son. We nice with it. Like, oh. I got this. I got this dude at work, right? His name is Brian, and um. I picked when I bought my bow. Um, I used to go shoot at the range every once in a while, and um, and I'd come back with pictures. He'd be like, "That's you shooting." I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Nice form." Then I'd come back with with these bullseyes. Then I came back with um at this one range in Queens. What they used to do is hang um like a a mini a mini wiffle ball from a bungee cord, and they hang it in front of the target. And then so it was one night. Um, they decided to swing it. Yo, I kept hitting that joint, kept hitting that joint, kept hitting that joint. And I and I took it to my boy at work to Brian. I was like, yo, he goes, you hit a moving target? And I was like, yeah. He goes, damn, son. So he went to his boys. Like, he, he's got, like, it's like 20, 20 dudes have a, um their own little club, and they they have a 500-acre piece, uh, a lease that they uh they have in Forestburg. Um, and he shows his boys, like, look, you'll be like, look at this guy. He's only been shooting a couple months. I'm telling you, we're nice with it. Don't sleep on us, city kids. <laughs> And and that's at the end of the day, I think that's what I want to do is I think a lot of people are sleeping on us when it comes to being city folk or city slickers, if you will. And um, even 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 people like to me, I even count people like right outside the city, Westchester, Austin, like all of that. And then even out east in Long Island, it's like people think New York. If they think about hunting New York, they're automatically thinking about going way upstate, like to the cat skills and, and stuff like that. They're, they're not necessarily thinking about hunting out east or hunting, you know, in the Westchester area and whatnot. So I guess my goal is and 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 the same the same thing you're doing, um, Randy, which I like with your Instagram page is is just promoting a love of bow hunting. You know, what yeah. I'm saying whether it's through your own family, like you're, you're doing, you're passing to your brother in law, you're passing on to your son and then what you share via social media. So, yo, keep doing what y'all doing, man. Oh, thank um, you. So let me ask. um with you being new uh chris do you have you been like i guess under under the advice of randy like your gear are do you think you're spending a lot of money do you, are you like being a a hype beast <laughs> you know what i'm saying kind of <laughs> like uh like like if if supreme made hunting gear would you buy <laughs> I, would you buy that I, I already bought i already bought some camel supreme hats already. <laughs> when the, the the new drop started on last thursday i caught the camel hats <laughs> see see that my 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 oldest son is 23 he'll be 24 um in november but like i that's why i asked i, I talked about supreme because i figured with the clientele you may have been in yeah. you know the jewelry industry and whatnot um you and working in the city you'd probably be down with that but my son definitely cops some stuff last week too but yo i ain't gonna front i last year um january 2019 realtree did a collab with nike and i copped a pair of their um yeah. air force 270s in the with the realtree camel Oof. so that looks kind of dope but um <laughs> yep. So, what's your gear looking like? Like, is there a certain brand you're rocking this year? Like, is it Sitka? Is it First Light? Or or did you uh, keep it low-key? I mean, we've just been, in regards to clothing, I've been, we've trying to been smarting, you know, shopping smart. You know, we've been buying on eBay, trying to look for deals here and there. Obviously, as you get closer to, you know, the season, it becomes a little bit more pricey. But you can catch those deals. You know, Randy is obviously sharing eBay, you know, eBay links all the time. Me, we are trying to catch deals, putting some bids in all the time. You can catch a lot of good deals on the clothes. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, we try to, you know, do all Under Armour out. 
trying to match all the camo correctly, you know, for the season that's coming up. Uh, to be honest, it's much cheaper by far what I thought. Compared to the stuff that we buy out, you know, Supreme brands and all this craziness that we put money into, this is nothing compared to it. Well, no, exactly. When it's you're nothing. talking about the when you're talking about the Jordan drops and yeah. you know, all that other gear and whatnot, yeah. But um, so let me let me ask um, because I never really asked this question, but it just popped in my head. Is there a specific camel pattern you guys are trying to um, to uh, to rock? Or like for me, I like for some reason I don't ask me why, but mm-hmm. I'm attracted to real tree edge. So I try to any any gear I buy, I try to use the real tree edge camel pattern. Is that is that what you guys try to use, or is there a different camel pattern? We're going with the um, Under Armour. Okay. The, uh, forest camel. Forest camel, yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, I think if it's Under Armour, it's probably that's. I believe that's Real Tree as well. No, they have or, their own. Under Armour has their own. Uh, their own pattern too. Their own pattern. Yeah, they make oh, the Real really? Tree, but they also have their own pattern. Yeah. Oh yeah, wow, Chris that's has, what's up. Yeah, the pattern I have right now is. Oh, that's what's up. I didn't even know that because um, I I all of my Under Armour stuff. I have um, yeah. is all real tree edge. Yeah, they got some real nice real tree edge uh, uh, clothing. The, the, all their clothing is really good for hunting. Nice, nice. All right, so now let's talk about um, the future. And by the future, I'm I'm referring to you know your your son, uh, Randy. And I don't know, Randy. It's funny because your last name's Kirk. I keep wanting to call you Kirk. Uh, <laughs> <It's all good. laughs> but but um. But um, so your son now, how old is he? He is four, gonna be five. He's four. All yeah. right. So, what bow is it that he's shooting? He is shooting a old uh, recurve little bear from Bear Archery that uh, right. we got from my uncle. My uncle passed away um, at the beginning of COVID, and we had oh, gotten damn, it from I'm sorry his to hear that. Ah, thank you. It's all good. Um, but we had gotten that little. He had that little youth uh, recurve bow stashed away. So I grabbed it and I was like, "Oh, he's gonna learn how to shoot on this." Nice, nice. And how's he enjoying that? He's having a blast, man. He has a good time with it. Uh, we just try to make it more of a game, more of fun. Um, you know, I had him shooting suction cups. You know, <laughs> <All right>. he, <laughs> he's shooting whatever he can stick with a shoot with a with a suction cup. And then uh, we just moved them to field points maybe about a month ago. And now he's over here. I want to shoot the water bottle with Chris. I want to <laughs> shoot the water bottle with Chris. He did shoot the water bottle He did. Yesterday. He did shoot the water shoot bottle. He shot the bottles yeah. yesterday, yeah? Yeah. That's what's up. It's, it's funny because I'm like, um, my son is eight. And uh, what do you call it? I have, um, what is it? It's, I can't remember. I believe it's called the Brave. If I'm, I, It's probably called something else. I can't remember. But he's got this this little joint. And it. I didn't start him out with... um with uh what do you call it with the suction cups i immediately started him out with the the field tips and for what was that man we were putting little holes in my mother-in-law's garage door (laughs) and i was just like all right we're gonna bring it up to five yards and we're gonna move the foam target up on the trash can so that way if you miss then maybe you're plucking holes in the trash can and not the garage door because i don't want grandma coming at me and and yelling at me (laughs) but um chris do you do you have any kids yourself i don't have any kids no not yet. No, at all, least. Right. All, all right. right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So, um, I guess uh, what I wanted to know is what you, Randy, as a mentor, are hoping for Chris this fall. Really, what I just look for forward to the most out of him is him um, getting the bug for it. You know what I mean? I want yeah. him to be hooked. And I want him to say, man, this is awesome. I can picture myself going out on my own and doing this, going and doing things, you know, without me around or without, hey, Brandy, what do you think about this? I want to see him catch that bug and then maybe develop it into something that becomes lifelong for him that, you know, that he's going to pass down to his kids and his, um, you know, further family as it goes, Mm. you know, or even friends of his that may be like, where you been all? <laughs> Where you been all, all fall? <laughs> you know, they don't know it's hunting season. So, they're like, yo, come check this out. You got to try this. That That's funny because my boss already, um, because the holidays, you know, for us at UPS, the holiday season starts October, right? And so they start asking drivers to work weekends. So he's like, oh, you're going to be working Saturdays for me? I was like, nope. He's like, why not? I'm like, it's hunting season. And he's like, what? I'm like, deer hunting season. <laughs> he's like, you hunt? I'm like, yeah, I hunt. And he's like, he just shook his head and walked away. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> but um, that that's what's up. I, I appreciate yeah. that. Now, now, Chris, let me ask you, right? Um, what are you hoping for yourself this coming fall? You know, uh, same thing, man. Just to get the bug, find a find a new passion for stuff. You know, obviously, I got a passion for what I work for, and my my regular job. That's uh, something I love as well. But to find a different kind of passion in life, it's, it's something amazing also. So I want to find that, pa- you know, find it. I feel it. A little bit of addiction coming. But I want to get out there and, you know, find that passion. And, and I'm grateful for having a brother-in-law that's going to teach me, you know, and find that passion. Go out there and just, you know, clear my mind. Go out there and catch something. That That's such an amazing feeling. You know what else that's I want him? Up. You know what else I want him to experience, Cliff? And it's probably should have been the better answer instead of the other one I just gave. What's but, that? Uh, being out in the woods, and maybe you can attest to this. Um, there are a few moments in life that you're going to find when you're out hunting that you're going to be closer to God than you could ever imagine. And, and it's like you get this moment when you're out there, the calmness, the quietness, nothing going on. And it's really it, it's hard to explain if you've been out there and you've you've done it. I know you felt it. And mm-hmm. that closeness to God is unbelievable. And a lot of people that don't hunt, um, you know, may never get that experience in that way that we do as hunters, because, you know, we're setting out in the woods with a mission and, and a, a life and a death hangs in the balance every time we go out in the woods. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you prepare, you train, and a lot of people just say, oh, you're hunting. But at the end of the day, is there's a death involved and there's life involved. There's going to be the death of an animal. And it's going to be the life of you and your family continuing on after that, you know, eating that animal. And mm-hmm. I think spiritually, it plays so much to a level that I think most people never even experience. That's what I hope he experiences. Yes. Nice. And you know what? That that closeness to God, I appreciate you bringing that up because he's right, Chris. Because one of the things I think that has been, I think the best time of the day for me when I've been out in the field and I'm going to tell you to soak this, soak this. I pick, listen, I'm by far an, an experienced hunter. But the one thing I'm going to tell you to stop and take a few minutes to soak in is you're going to get out to the field early enough in the morning. And once you're, whether you're in a blind or sitting up in a tree stand, there's going to be those few minutes, whether it be like 10, 15 minutes to an hour that you're sitting before you can actually legally hunt, where you're going to be listening not, not even listening first, but you're going to be watching the sun come up. I'm going to tell you, it's beautiful. You're going to hear the wind blowing. It's going to sound like music to your ears. And then you're going to hear the woods just come to life, bro. Like, it, it sounds mad. Like, I don't know. I, I Like, I, I, I'm far from a poet. But <laughs> it's literally <laughs> like you hear the squirrels. You all of a sudden, out of nowhere, start hearing all the birds chirp. Then the chipmunks are running around and whatnot. And, like... Hearing and seeing all those things, man, if there's one one piece of advice I, to tell you, like, if nothing else, the days you go out, enjoy mm-hmm. those those first those first few minutes. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's that for me was the best feeling ever. Like, that's something that I'd want. Like, if my wife just came out to the field with me and just do that, I'd be good to, you know, even my kids, I'd be good to just take them there to just sit there in the dark, listen to watch the sun come up, listen to the woods, come, wake up in the morning. And then we could go home because I think that's the dopest feeling, especially for somebody coming from, you know, from the city. I'm Brooklyn born and raised. I live in Queens now. You from the BX. So um, if I'm correct in assuming like a lot of this is foreign to you, like it was to me, but slowly but surely, like I'm coming to to love it. You know what I'm saying? So soak that up when you when the minute you're you're out there. Yeah. Um, Can I ask, um, Randy, you do your own processing? Um, yeah, yeah, not very well, no. but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I can be honest right. about it. <laughs> all right, so we'll be eating some hair, you know. My turkey meat was sitting in the freezer for a minute, right? No. So, um, like I said, I killed it May 2nd. It wasn't until maybe July or something like that that I actually cooked it. It sat in my freezer for a minute. And I, my wife was trying to make room in the freezer for, for some groceries or whatever. She was like, you going to cook this? I was like, I can't do it today. She was like, all right, I'll cook it. Man, for what was that? She was mad there was still feathers on the thing. 
<laughs> she was not happy. She was like, I thought you said it was just the meat. I was like, it is. It's just that, you know, I threw it in the freezer. There was still a couple of feathers on it. And she was like, I did not like that. I was like, all right, I'm sorry. <laughs> then a couple of weeks later, I still had the turkey legs in the freezer. And the turkey legs, I had skinned only down to what, um, I guess what could be considered the ankle. So that still had way more feathers than the turkey breast <laughs> did. Oh, man, she was tight. So oh, tight. Yeah. But uh, you know, the but benefits yeah. of bow hunting is you don't have to worry about bite, biting down on some buckshot from the shotgun. So Facts. you don't worry about Facts. that. Well, I, you know, it's funny. I've never, I've never rifle hunted. I, I'm more attracted to bow hunting. Like I'm not yeah. gonna say I'll never, you know, hunt with a firearm. But for right now, like I'm really all about bow hunting. Yeah, of course, absolutely. But um, so Chris gets his first deer. Who's field dressing it? Chris. I will have to. <laughs> <laughs> no, because I'm saying if Randy's with you, you know what I'm saying? Because to be honest, like, I was worried about myself last year. I'm like, yo, if if a deer comes, you know, within my sights, am I going to have the balls to, you know, pull the trigger, let that arrow fly? And I believe I will. And I've watched enough YouTube videos that if 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 That's I'm by myself, yeah. yeah, like, I've watched a lot of them, bro. I feel like I could be a a, a surgeon with this joint. <laughs> um, if, I, if I take down a deer but um so i got the opportunity the, my friend from work i said that that leases the property up in forestburg um i spent a day at deer camp with him and I, that was my first time up in the stand and one of his buddies got a doe that day and so i got a chance to see you know the guts the the whole inside of the cavity and stuff like that i was just happy i didn't puke on myself say <laughs> but i was just like oh this is what it is i was like all right i'm good now i know you know say worst comes to worst i'll be able to handle it because mm. i'm not gonna lie i won't yo up until maybe a year ago i didn't realize how much my father can't stand the sight of blood like like if you if you if you put um like a a, a surgery on tv or something like that or from a tv show or something my i didn't know this but my pops can't look at that Oh, so man. I was worried. I was worried, like, cause uh, on the shows and stuff like that, I got no problem seeing it. So yeah. I was worried, like, damn, when it happens in real life, am I gonna punk out and not want to field dress my deer? <laughs> am I gonna not gonna be able to handle, you know, taking the guts out and stuff like that? But luckily, I, I was good to go, so I know I'm gonna be able to pull it off. Don't worry about that. You know, there's the, these deer butchers ain't in business for no reason. There's plenty of hunters out there that can't do it. <laughs> well, no, fact. see, the thing is, though, if I could bring this deer all the way home, you know what I'm saying, and butcher it myself. Yeah. Listen, I live in a small two-bedroom apartment. Uh, so, one, there's no space to do it. Two, like, I've got all these these smaller buildings and houses around me. Ain't knowing hell I'd be able to pull a deer out the back of my um my yeah. Jeep and <laughs> take it upstairs. Right on the hood. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then and then the but the final thing and most important thing, my wife ain't having that in the house. <laughs> she ain't playing that. But um Yo, you live I, in New I York felt, City, you know there's a Vivero around the corner, man. You can take it to any Vivero and they'll cut it right yeah, off for you. Bro. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, there's this Italian butcher shop like up the hill from me. I was thinking about walking in there. Yo, two things that I figured out in my neighborhood that I didn't realize that I had. One is uh, this butcher shop up the hill for me. This Italian butcher shop, and I was think I've been like, like dragging my feet on it, but I've been wanting to go in there and be like, yo, would you walk me through like how to process something like this so I can maybe do it myself? And then the second thing is right next to my route on my delivery route is a taxidermist. He's only Look, he's only yeah he's only one of maybe two or three in all the five boroughs, um and I haven't gone in there yet only because um by the time I break for lunch I'm hungry and I just want to eat <laughs> but but um yo, Say, talk to that a, guy he's gonna have some good stories you know what I'm saying he's got a bear in the window and a whole bunch of other animals but um but yeah so that I, I just wanted to know like what you guys were gonna do with it. But um, all right. So to to round this interview out, I wanted to know, uh, Randy, you well, you let people know, um, because you you're heavy on social media. Where could people find you on social media? At Kirk's uh, dot hunt on Instagram. Uh huh. And also, uh, if I can, real quick, real quick, I just want to um make another ad. We touched on it before. New York bow hunters. Um, yes. Anybody interested in um in bow hunting? can either reach out to me um, through the Insta media, direct message, whatever you want to do, um, or on the New York Bowhunters webpage. Um, all my information's in the, uh, we have a, um, uh, like a little newspaper that comes out four times a year 
all my information's in there. I write the column for Westchester County. Um, so anybody looking for any kind of information with that, feel free to reach out to me. You know what? You just extended this interview. Let's go into New York bow hunting. New York <laughs> bow hunters. Tell, yeah, because you know what's funny is, is sometimes, you know, I'm still, I, I, I'm about almost 40 episodes into, you know, re doing these podcasts, but yeah. I'm still a newbie to it. So sometimes I may have in my head, like, yo, I want to talk to this person about this and I completely forget. But yeah, you are heavily involved in New York bow hunters. Please, like, tell everybody what's, what New York bow hunters is about. All right. So um, back when I was a kid, um, 91, 92, I believe is when New York Bowhunters was formed as an organization. Um, it was it really came together it was a bunch of bowhunters who wanted to preserve their rights as bowhunters in New York State from um, their their deer season being infringed on by other means of hunting. So as it breaks down, you know, you have rifle season, you have bow season. Um, Traditionally, bow season was always shared with muzzle loading, and then um, crossbows came into the scene, and they wanted a piece of their own season also. So, um, what New York bow hunters did was they got together and they said, "Well, you know, it's harder to hunt with a bow. You have to be closer. You have to be quieter. You have, you know, you can't shoot, you know, 100, 200 yards away, get a deer, and call it a day." Um, so. Uh, legislature in, in Albany understood that. And what we did was we kind of we fought to not let everybody else into our little, you know, back then it was uh, October. I want to say the 17th, but I could be wrong, was the beginning of our deer season then. And we had those two weeks before uh, regular bow season to get going. I mean, before regular season to get going. So. Um, what happened was as, you know, like crossbows and other things came into play, they wanted more hunting time. So they wanted what was given to the bow hunter. So what we did was we went to Albany, uh, we petitioned to keep people with a traditional bow. And I mean, not traditional, like traditional recurve, but you know, a bow, a good sized bow and arrow going out in the woods that you have to pull back and anchor to your, your face to have that special time that we needed before, the orange army came out and trampled the woods and then all the deer were spooked. So really, if uh, one of our slogans is if you're enjoying bow hunting today, it's because of the work New York bow hunters has already done. And it's true because when um, other uh, means of hunting came into early, uh, late October, we were able to get them to push back bow hunting to October 1st. So we were still able to preserve a couple weeks in the woods alone for us. Um, so that was... That's the main uh, mandate of us, but we're so much more than that. Uh, one of the programs that they run um, that is really, really uh, doesn't get enough publicity to me is Camo to Camo, which is our, our wounded uh, veterans uh, give back program. And we'll set up a hunt for a wounded service member and we'll get everything paid for the hunt the bow, the equipment, the travel, everything. And we'll get that out to the person that qualifies, you know, for that year or for that hunt or however many we run, we run at that time. So it's all, it's all on the website. Um, that's one of the biggest programs I'm thinking I'm, I'm the most proud of is that camo to camo program they have, cause they're really giving back all the guys step up. We do what we have to, to get that person that's been injured in service and get them uh, a good quality experience out in the woods. That's what's up. That's what's up. Now, you mentioned that you wrote a column for New York Bow Hunters. Um, is there something you do besides that um, capacity? Like, do you rep uh, the Westchester region or yeah, like, Westchester what do you County. do for them? Like, I'm basically the rep for uh, Westchester County. Anybody that has, you know, an issue they want to get involved with or they have questions or they want to find out, they can bring it to me. I bring it to the organization, um, you know, and then we see what we can do. It's a it's a it's a really good organization and it's all about bow hunting yeah I've, and i'll um, definitely urge everybody who you know to join uh the fee is really low i think it's only 25 dollars for the year mm -hmm. but it's uh it's a good thing to be a part of it's funny because i've been dming um the president of the organization what's his name um aj yeah aj Barati, um, yeah. we we've been dming back and forth because there's this knucklehead on Instagram that's been tagging me 
and New York Bow Hunters about uh, crossbows. Yeah, I, I dude, I'll I'll forward you. I I even <laughs> saved the I saved the post he tagged me on because um I've been waiting because initially I wanted to respond to him when he tagged me in the post, but um because I found it bothered me a little bit, um but uh I was like let me wait, but then now I've been procrastinating, but I really need to get uh, yeah. at it and and respond to him because he he's pushing hard, he's trying to go hard again. Um, apparently AJ said it's not the first time, but that this guy tries to go hard about getting bow hunted, I guess, included in the archery season mm-hmm. and whatnot. So, but this dude had a different way. Like he started, I, I call it race baiting. Like he's talking about that. Oh, by not including bow hunting in the archery season, it's, it's not inclusive for people of color and this and that. And I was just like, when I first read it, I was like, this dude don't know what the hell he's talking about. But um, yeah. I'll 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 DM you um that post that you had sent to me. I know that. But um, but um, yeah. So thank you, Chris. You on you on Instagram? Or, Instagram. or any social? All right, you share with everybody where they can find you on uh, on social media. So they can find me on uh, it's on the Chris B A zero three five, and Instagram. So right. uh, you might see a couple of pictures of me practicing also there. Yeah, we also <laughs> the uh, the family account the Kirk's hunt. Yeah. Uh-huh. Also, we we kind of do that. Me, my wife, him, we're that's all again, in on man. it together. So you can find us all there too. All right, that's what's up. All right, gentlemen, listen. I want to say thank you um, again for coming on here tonight. Um, Kirk, I love Kirk. Randy, it's all good. <laughs> <laughs> go with it. Go with it. Go with it. <laughs> uh, I really appreciate, it. dude. I love you. I love you. You guys' content, and it's awesome to hear that it's a family affair. You know, running that. Um, Chris, man, I I look forward to to seeing what what happens for you this fall. Yeah. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Because like I said, I think it's dope. Because originally, Randy, like uh, one of the reasons I want to have you on here because you're a big proponent of you know sharing your love of bow hunting and how you're passing it on to your son. And now the fact that, like I said, you made it a point to bring your brother-in-law on and you're mentoring him and seeing it's a family affair is dope, y'all. I, I really look forward to see what you guys do this fall. Thank you, thank you, thank you. All right, man. Y'all have a blessed night. You too, bro. Thank you. All right, y'all. Thank you again to both Randy and Chris for taking the time out to uh, speak to me for this episode of When the Hunt Calls. Um, if you guys are interested in learning more about the organization New York Bow Hunters, which uh, Randy was talking about that he is a representative for, I will leave a link in the show notes for you guys to click on and check it out. Um If you enjoyed this episode or any other episode of When the Hunt Calls for that matter, uh, hook a brother up with a five-star rating. And if you're feeling truly generous, um, go as far as to leave a dope review. You know what? I truly appreciate it. It it helps with, um, you know, other folks trying to search for a podcast like this one. All right. So, ladies and gents, I leave you till next episode. Remember, y'all stay blessed and to respect the journey, even when it's not your own.